Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of Iggy's Sports Talk, I had the opportunity to speak with the creator of Bronx Zoo and Get Better Motivation, Jake Kosak. Let's get yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. Hold up. Welcome back into Iggy Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake Nizuski, or Iggy for short. And if this is your first time watching, I greatly appreciate you tuning in. The Instagram account, Iggy Sports Talk, has had a lot of support over the last few weeks or so. A lot of new followers as well. So if you're watching this because you recently followed me, I it means the absolute world to me. Thank you so much for all this support. And if you're tuning into this podcast and not really knowing what to expect well each and every single episode i really try to focus on the deeper aspects of sports and life and tell inspiring stories to help you ultimately get one percent better each and every single day and today i had the opportunity to speak with jake kosak who is the creator of bronx zoo and get better motivation and essentially what he does on his account called bronx zoo is it's sort of like a man on the street type content but it's for Yankees fans. You know, he goes to Yankee Stadium or he goes around bars in New York before and after Yankee games and asks a lot of different questions about whether it's about the team, living in New York, being Italian. And it's it's honestly great content. After you listen to this episode, I highly recommend you checking out all of his accounts. It's it's really funny and also really engaging as well. But in this episode, Jake and I not only talked about his journey as a content creator, how he's overcome any type of burnout, as well as his transformation in weight loss, as well as self-confidence. But without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Jake Kosak. And you could just say the Jakes are in the house. Love it. Best name in the world right here. Those two on the world. Of the spectrum, Yankees and Red Sox, but we, we can make it work. Exactly. We can we can make it work. And you know, especially like with you know the late 90s kids, it seems like it's either John, Jack, or Jake. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you feel the same way. Well, are you are you just Jake or are you Jake up or I'm just Jake. Just Jake too. It's the, it's the way to do it. Yeah. With, with the last name Ignazuski, it couldn't be more than uh like one syllable. If it's two syllables, yeah. Jacob, but I, be, I bet you got a similar thing th- throughout your life as well. But I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. And, you know, I, I not only love what you've been doing uh, w- with the Bronx Zoo, you know, been following your content for, for a few years now. Um, and, you know, especially like the reactions that you're able to get from fans um, is honestly my favorite part about sports. The emotion and passion that you're able to uh, get, you know, j- just from what happens on the field or good or bad, um, I, I think is some of the best parts about sports. Hundred percent. It's it's always been about the fans. Uh, that's why I started it, um, and uh, I, I think that it, it was kind of hidden in baseball for a long time. Uh, about you see it on like college game day, and you see all the fans going nuts for football and even basketball. But it was kind of a secret in baseball how like you know we could be the most wild and crazy. So uh, I was honored to tap into that to that um, aspect of the game, and I think it's going pretty well so far. So. I agree. And, you know, for, for people who haven't seen Jay's content before, you know, he he essentially does a lot of man on the street stuff, you know, after Yankees games and get and get some great reactions of, uh, you know, Mets and also Yankees fans as well. And I, I think I think that's some of the funniest content. Um, and also, you know, speaking about the stereotypes um, of New York, of of Italian New York's New Yorkers as well. Um, and and it's it's fun as somebody, you know, from Boston who, who lives in Boston to sort of get a viewpoint of that. Yeah, you know, I, I I appreciate you saying that. We, I I am from originally about 
maybe 50 minutes north of the Bronx. So that's where I grew up. But my family's from down in Yonkers in the Bronx, and I started working in the city in college. So I, I started uh, as a reporter uh, in, in, in the city and as a producer. So I learned every single borough to, to the T. You won't find someone who knows New York better than me. And I, I always just love uh, just everything about New York. And, and it was always the people. And I, I, I love highlighting uh, Italian-American stuff. I, I have italian and me and i i just love highlighting that and mm -hmm. i think you get the best of it all uh, especially outside the stadium highlighting all cultures outside of yankee stadium but it, it, it all boils down to we're, we're all new yorkers and uh there's something that boston's a great city i won't take it away but there's something a little different about new york and the way we handle ourselves and carry ourselves and we wouldn't want it any other way and that that's what we try to do at the bronx so we try to show the the authentic real aspect of what's going on and anything you've ever seen on the Bronx Zoo I tell everybody nothing's been scripted nothing's been fake it never would I would never do it if it was and you know people just interrupting interviews like the way you see it I I find it to be the funniest part it's just people will just interrupt a full conversation to get their own going and, and I think it's the the funniest thing about what we do I think that's the best part about it too because it's it, the unexpected type of conversations or reactions that you could get from people um yep. I, I feel like you know so much with Red Sox Yankees it's it's usually you know my team's better than yours but I mean we both had some tough seasons this past year yeah it was it was tough I think that I always say I'd rather the Red Sox be better than be terrible I don't want them in last place yeah. I want them I want us neck and neck at the top mm -hmm. it's not as fun when it's it's Baltimore and Tampa on top it's yeah Yankees Red Sox going at it I, I think they'll get there. I think they have to change their strategy. And uh, they've been so uh, offense-driven past couple mm -hmm. years and haven't focused on getting that front-end starter. And, you know, they they they, they need a front-end uh, ace-like guy. Chris Sale was that guy, but that's Wait, it's not funny. What about this AL Cy Young winner? On, uh, well, we have him. Yeah, no, yeah. That, oh, oh, oh you're talking oh, about the Red Sox. I'm talking oh, about okay. the Red Sox. Yeah, okay. oh, no, I thought you were talking about the Yankees. I was oh, going to no, say, best, you guys have that front line. We have the best pitcher in baseball. I'm trying to talk about the Red Sox right now. They, okay, I got gotcha. you. I'm going off on a tangent. Oh, no, we got the best pitcher in baseball. That's <laughs> and, and and potentially another uh, ace behind him if Rodon gets it back together. So, Yeah, hope, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see with that. Sox got Andrew Bailey, who, who ended up helping Rodon turn around his career. So we'll see. I mean, I agree. I, th I think both teams are in a very interesting spot. Um, you know, both fan bases are are pretty frustrated with both front offices. So I, I think we're going to see both teams spend a lot of money. Um, and we're we're both yearning for that twenty twenty one wild card type atmosphere back again, except with a different result. Yeah, yeah, true. Yankees move on. No, I, I'll I never think... forget. I was I think say, we'll I'll never forget there. watching that game when Stanton hit the home run, uh, but actually hit a double. <laughs> that that from that moment on the game was it was just destined i was just like nope nah, you thought we had it in the first inning and what he was doing to the red sox earlier that year it just seemed like just destiny yeah. and then it just it, it turned around but I, I think we'll get back to that point i i think it's going to take a lot on front office ends um i think we'll be there certainly i don't know about the red sox i don't care as much but i, I hope so i hope so <laughs> we'll see yeah we'll see but um you know, I, I I also love what you do as well um, with, with the get better motivation. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, that's something that, you know, is one of my passions, not only, you know, obviously sports, but looking at the mental health aspect of sports and life as well. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of times 
the the two mold together uh, really well. And I, I love how Major League Baseball and just sports in general, uh, it's been a lot more open topic of the deeper aspects of the game and and also how mental health plays a factor into it. But, uh, you know, for, for you and I, you know, I'm t- 24 going on 25, you're 27. And I, I feel like this is an interesting point in, in both of our lives um, to where, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly what the the you know, next steps of our life is going to be um, and, and really an interesting parts of it. Um, you know, we're seeing some people, some friends get engaged, get married, having kids and everything right. like that. Um, and, you know, houses. I, I, yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like something that, you know, is really easy for people to look at is their age and sort of compare themselves Absolutely. around people that they've seen uh, around them and where they're at and, and feel like that they're behind. Um, and you came out with a video recently talking about how, you know, it, not every journey is linear. You know, you're exactly where you're supposed to yep. be. And I completely agree. Yeah, I, I appreciate, you know, I, I started that brand when I was 20 years old in college and I, uh, I, Never got, you know, a lot of people don't know me for that. And I'm okay with it. I always start, I, I I created it as a personal diary. And that's kind of how I look at it. Like, yeah, I wanted it to to grow into a thing. But, you know, the Bronx Zoo is what took off. And that's my destiny. That was that was what was supposed to happen. But the, the Get Better brand always was just like a diary. And it was something like a mantra for me, my family, and my close friends to do together. And we, we I got merchandise and all that stuff. But when I was in college... I uh, a little quick background on it. It was a I I was it was February 28th. I know I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, I, I was impressed with uh, that that little research you did. You asked me why February 28th was important, and uh, no, don't think I've ever been asked that on uh, on a podcast. So I was impressed, and it was because uh, on February 28th, I'm a huge fan of Rocky, big fan of the movie Rocky, like the biggest Rocky fan that probably you'll ever meet in your life. And I, I would watch it over and over and over again. And then when Creed came out, really going through a tough time in my life, really tough. I I, I got really very, like extremely overweight. Uh, I was just not doing anything to kind of progress in life. And then a couple, uh, uh, three things happened. Uh, I won't bore you with those details, but you know, uh, you know, just things weren't going my way. And then that night, I went home, and I said, I. I the Academy Awards were on that. It was that that February 27. The Academy Awards were on and uh, Sylvester Stallone was nominated for uh, sorry, the 28th. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone was nominated on the 20th for in 2016 for Rocky Balboa for Best Supporting Actor. And he lost. And I was just so pissed. I was like I was genuinely mad, like nothing else was going right in my life. And it seems so trivial to so many people. But for me, it was just it was something. It was something mm-hmm. to actually believe in. And because he was the one guy that kind of kept me afloat outside of my mom and my dad and my family, he would just be that guy to just kind of push me. And I was so mad. I went back to my room and February 28th, I, I just watched it over and over and over. Him running up the steps, him running up the steps. And to me, he was always like just the embodiment of what every person should be. Uh, you know, he was a patriot. He he would just go every day and he would just work and he, you know, just strength and toughness and grit. And that, that it was like kind of all coming together. Like that's the type of man I want to be. I want to, I want to be tough. I want to be strong. And I was watching him run over and over and over again. And I I said, enough's enough. And I woke up the next day and I had a staircase at my school, literally bitter. It was a, it was larger than the Rocky steps. It was 
it was like, I think, I think the Rocky steps are 72 steps. This was crazy. It was, it was insane. So I would start running that over and over again. And in the process of five months, I lost 70 pounds uh, between 65, 70, but uh, it, I definitely put on a little bit more right before this happened. So I say 70 pounds and it was, uh, you know, biggest thing that changed my life. It, it changed everything, but it wasn't just about the physical weight, you know, your, your show and what you talk about is a lot about mental health. It gave me confidence. It gave me what I needed to, to become the person I wanted to be. And um, I know a lot of people out there won't admit it, but when you're overweight, like I was, and I say this as someone who was, you do not feel a hundred percent as confident as you can be. And it's just, it's just how it is. You do not, it's hard to just look in a mirror and say, you love what you're looking at. I hated it. I hate it. And I'm not trying to speak for everybody, but I would look in a mirror and just absolutely despise what I saw looking back at me. And for me, the only way to change would be to lose that weight and find this new self-confidence. And, you know, I, I know some people struggle and it's harder for others to, to do it. But I, I I did not let anything stop me. I would just con I would I changed my entire diet. I worked out three hours a day, and uh, that that's why February twenty eighth means a lot to me. But that that's where the brand started, and that's why, um, you know, I I, I the, in the process I would start screaming at myself, "You're not good enough." I'd literally be on a trail in the middle of nowhere screaming, "You're not good enough. You got to get better. You're not good enough. You got to get better." And my sister made a shirt for me one day because they they kind of caught on. I was saying it and down the spine. It was not good enough. Get better because it was like the backbone of what I believed in. So I appreciate you sharing that, man. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I actually had an opposite, um, sort, sort of, uh, struggle of, of, I wasn't, I, I didn't have enough weight. I ended up losing weight. I ended yep. up losing too much weight, um, due to anxiety and stress. Um, and I had really that, bad stomach issues. Too, I, yeah. I had really bad stomach issues throughout college. And, you know, it was, it was a similar feeling of not feeling confident and feeling yep. like I was too skinny. Um, and you know, obviously different stuff from my adolescence contributed to that of like me feel, being told I was too scrawny or I was too small throughout sports and like that sort of stuff. And that played into it. But, you know, obviously like self-confidence is, is a superpower that you can have on a given day. And it, and it really changes how you show up, not only, you know, with yourself, um, but also just to other people. Um, and, you know, I, I think something that is a little bit underrated as well is, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you go into the bathroom and you look at yourself in the mirror, like that's that's a really pivotal point of your day that you don't really like think about, you know, when, when, oh, yeah. when you're brushing your teeth and you're looking at yourself, you know, how you speak to yourself and, and how you look at yourself is really important. And, and it, it it's sort of the start of essentially a good day or a bad day. Um, I actually heard Mel Robbins bring up. She has this thing called uh, it's like the f high five habit. Um, and it's essentially you high-fiving yourself, uh, when you're looking in the mirror, because there's science behind anytime you high-five somebody, it's something positive. And it's yeah. essentially you giving yourself a high-five for just showing up and being you. Yeah. Tie, tie it into baseball. The first high-five was in baseball. Yeah. D Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a great point. I think, uh, it's a hundred percent true. I, you know, I never really put that moment into thought as much as you just kind of broke it down. But when, when you walk into the bathroom and you look at yourself, it, it could change your entire day. Clothes you wear, uh, you know, uh, especially when you know, if you're, you're overweight or underweight, like you were talking about, you don't want to portray the thing that you're not. So like, I, I don't like wearing baggy clothes anymore because it makes me feel like it, it brings me back. You know, and that that a lot of people don't think of it like that. Like everyone's like, oh, why is your why is your your jeans too tight? Or it's because it, when I wear skinny jeans, I didn't I couldn't wear skinny jeans growing up. So I wear them now because 
reminds me of my, my jeans are too baggy. I don't, I don't like the way it feels. It reminds me of how I, I had to dress, you know? So it's all, it's all, you know, it ties back uh, to, to who you were, but I think more I focus now on who I want to be. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Let's speak more about that. Cause like, I, I think too, you know, going back to, you know, just the age stuff, um, you know, l- looking into the future and, you know, this is another conversation too, of like what's next and like, and, uh, you know, obsessing over the future and getting anxious because yeah. you're not where you want to be. Um, yeah. But I, I think, too, like uh, just not looking at the number of your age and being grateful for where you're at and how and how far you've come throughout you know the years or whatever. And not really worrying about the time frame, I, I think, is super critical in, in terms of how how long it takes to get to your goals, because I feel like as long as you're trying to get one percent better each and every single day and you're putting in the effort each day or a few times a week, um, you know, it, it's all going to happen how it's supposed to at the end of the day. hundred percent. I I think for me. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs and people who who have aspiring. Large goals, I think that they they can relate to what I, I'm about to say. It's for me, it, it's like it's never enough. And I, 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 that I wouldn't want it any other way because that's what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. I, I'm one to, I, I constantly take a step back and reflect in the moment when I'm interviewing someone that I looked up to as a kid, or I'm doing something that I didn't even imagine two years ago I'd be doing. Like I, I, I am very present in those moments to think, man, this is insane. Like, look, mm-hmm. I'll look at my my producers and my friends and be like, look, look where we are, look where we're at. But when I go home that night and that you're, you're, you're down off of that, that excitement and that joy, it's like, I, I got to do it again and I got to yeah. do it again. And that's just, that's my mindset. And I, I don't look at it as a time frame. I, I'll, I'll set certain benchmarks, of course, like by this time next year, I have goals for the year that kind of keep me on track. But, um, you know, yeah, the age thing, I talk about it a lot with the get better stuff and, and with the zoo stuff, like, you know, in your twenties, between 20 and 29, there, there's so much happening. There is so much happening and you feel like if your friends are in different places or worse places, and then by the time you hit 24, it's a lot different than when you're 27. And it's it's just like, oh man, like, am I, am I on the right path? But the older I get, and I think it really, it comes down to surrounding yourself with the right people. And, you know, my family is my, my biggest support system. I, I try not to, they do so much for me in my life up until this point. I try not to ask anything of them, but they constantly are just having my back with just, you know, being there. And I think that they constantly remind me, like my, my dad, my dad uh, specifically always reminds me like, you're fine. You're, you're doing okay. You're gonna you look what you're doing. He goes, and he'll like bring, relate it to him. And like, at this age, I was doing this. And it, yeah. it shows the, the, the parallels and he, in my, my mom and dad are like my heroes. They are my heroes. And I, I think that I, when they kind of like tell me, you know, they, they know at the end of the day, I, I try to be very tough and I try to be very, you know, strong and, you know, with a purpose all the time. But there's moments where I'm like, man, I'll get pissed. I don't get like sad. I get mad. That's just me personally. I get mad when things aren't going my way and I'll do whatever I can to fix it. But I got a lot of people around me that kind of say, hey, look what you're doing. Look where you're at. Just yeah. keep doing what you have to do and figure it out. And I think that's a big thing for me. Like, I, I believe in toughness and strength and, you know, go out there. Don't like don't i talked about in the video this morning don't take shit from nobody don't allow it to to affect you but you know there there are going to be moments when you're like man like it's just not going my way look yeah. at this person my age they have a, a lamborghini and all that stuff and that's just a lot of that's not real that that's just that's it's fake you know on social media it's, it's social media 
can absolutely destroy you, especially when you're trying to achieve a dream. So ignore the noise and just focus on what what the task is at hand and go to sleep at night uh, knowing that you gave it everything you got. And then at that point, who cares how long it takes? I don't care if I'm my everyone knows what my dream is. I want to be a Yankees entertainment guy on their network. And uh, if it takes me till I'm 33 or 34, I I just care about getting there. I don't care if it happens next year. I care about getting there because all that matters to me is saying I did it. I, I, I did. I achieved the goal because that's, that's, you know, people like going to nightclubs, people like going on vacations. I love to travel. I love going out at night. For me, nothing gets me more excited than achieving the goal. It it can't even come close. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that's how, who I am. But it can be very uh, demanding on yourself to, to be that type of person. Right. Yeah, I, I think when you do achieve that goal, I mean, I know you mentioned it when, uh, you, you know, you're in that moment interviewing somebody that you've always wanted to interview, like giving yourself that credit of, of like the work that you did put in uh, yeah. and, and really being able to you know, not, not only enjoy it in that moment, but like you said, like still keep on having aspirations. And I think you hit the hammer on the nail with, with the social media aspect, too, in terms of the comparison syndrome. You know, I, I work in social media. And so, you know, I'm on it constantly, almost every single day. And I, I think it's so easy for us to see the highlights of what people are doing and forget that that's not the reality that we don't know what that person is going through. We don't know um, if that stuff is even exactly real. You know what I mean? Especially with with different stuff, Photoshop, you know, who knows? But I I think too, um, focusing on yourself. People can rent cars. People can rent cars. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. People can rent a car for a day. (laughs) But I think too, just, you know, just focusing on your path and in your personal growth, I think is super key. And, you know, especially as, as we get closer to 2024, um, you know, re- really doing that reflection on how you have grown and, and, and what you have achieved. Cause I feel like by the end of the year, it's, it's so easy to be like, damn, what, what, you know, I, I didn't do this, you know, I, I wish I did more of this, but like, what did you do this year and how did you grow? And, and, you know, really, really trying to appreciate those as well. A hundred percent, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's not benchmarks. It's uh, it's it's your own journey. It's your own path, and as long as you get it done, it, I I never really felt like it, it. It mattered how long it takes. It might be more uh draining on you uh, at night when you're up till three in the morning thinking about how you can achieve what you want to achieve. But it uh, when 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 it comes to fruition, and there's been little goals that have come to fruition for me that I I, I sit back and I'm like, man, like, let's go. Yeah. I I, I, I see up just those little goals, and that that's just the the. The entrepreneurial journey, I guess. Right. And, you know, I, I think too, like just with content creation as well, like I, I think it's really easy for some people if they want to do what you and I are doing, uh, they think about like, where do I start? And, and it's literally just started with no expectation. And, you know, it, it's so easy to, you know, focus on, you know, I need it to look this way. I, I, I need it to, you know, get this amount of views or then, you know, I'm, I'm, that's going to keep me motivated to keep on going. But um, for you throughout your journey, you know, building, um, you know, the, the Bronx Zoo and, and you know, get better motivation. Um, how do you continue to stay motivated to pump out content each and every single week? And and also, how do you deal with burnout as well? Yeah, uh, I- I'll tell you, I love making videos. I, I always have. So it's just for me, it, it, I love doing it. And I love if you if you notice a theme with my videos, the Bronx Zoo, the music I use, it's my favorite type of music. I love 80s rock. If you if it, I'm I'm making videos about the Yankees, I'm trying to make people laugh. I mean, 
it's what I love to do. So it's just like every day, like I try and think of new questions that can be difficult for sure. Especially, you know, what we started in baseball wasn't really seen before. And now there's other people trying to do it and that's okay. I, I, all, I'm glad that we inspired people to go out there and do it in baseball. Uh, just got to be creative. And I, for me, it's like you kind of highlighted living in the moment when you mm-hmm. capture moments and you capture, you know, certain situations like that, that's unrivaled that you can't, you can't plan that. And, you know, when you get to go home and edit it and chop it up and be like, man, people are going to love this. And then you post it and see the reaction. I always said for me, I make every video for one person to like. And I'm making it because I love to do it. I it, From the beginning, yeah, it would have been cool to get a million views. When that happened, it was just like, wow, we got our first million views. I remember when 20 people would, but I would put the same amount of effort in. And it's just because you never know. And I guess to, to tie to your question, what, what keeps me going you never know which one's going to be the one to just pop off. I've put up videos that I thought I, there was one video I remember putting up and I was like, man, this is going to maybe get maybe 10,000 views at most. I think in total, it got like 3 million. So you just never know which one's just going to spiral out of control and you know what people like and it, it varies. And I, I guess it, it's not as specific to other type of content creation, but when I make a video, I kind of, I try and keep in mind that this is someone's maybe one chance to to, to kind of get their viral fame uh, or mm-hmm. like their recognition. And I think I put in the same amount of effort for every single video because every single person that I was kind enough to talk to me, I want to make sure that they get the same amount uh, effort out of me that everyone else got. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like how I keep my mindset on the content creation itself. And uh, to, to tie it back to the burnout, I, I know... Uh, a lot of people might not love to hear how I feel about it, but I don't know if I really believe in burnout because someone out there is not going to stop. And I'm not, people can get exhausted. People could get tired, but I, in my, for me, it's, I don't care how tired I get. I've been doing this for eight years now of all the work I've been doing, but there's someone out there that's maybe might just give it a little bit more. So in my mind, I have to give just that much more. And I guess I, I don't get tired of it because I love it. And if you find your passion and you find what you love to do, I totally get I, I, I when I was working uh, in other jobs before, I, I just be like, man, I, I hate like that. I got to get up. I got to go. This is not what I love to do. But once I found what I love to do, you know, and I got to do other stuff to, to keep it self-sufficient and, you know, fund what I'm doing. That mm-hmm. to me, it's just like I'm doing this for the love of my life, which is the Bronx Zoo. And I'm lucky enough to have that chance. So I'll, I'll do this and I won't, I'll go home and work till two in the morning on videos because I, I'm lucky to have that chance. So that that's kind of how I feel about it. I know there's varying opinions, but that's how I, my perspective. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, you know, I think especially if you're able to, you know, find time when you focus on that stuff and then also find time to obviously spend time with family, find, find time to disconnect. Um, yeah. I, I feel like that time when you're not on your phone is so key. Um, yep. But, you know, I, I agree. I, I think if you want to be successful in content creation, if you want to get ahead of the curve and with everybody that's trying to do it, um, you do have to put in that work. You do have to have those, um, you know, 2, 2 a.m. nights. But I, I think, too, um, you know, not beating yourself up if you sleep in until 10 a.m. to get the right amount of sleep. You know, I, I think that's important as well. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, there'll be like uh, there'll be days that I'll work like 16 hour days and I'll just be like, oh, I'm just I'm going to sleep in. Because if you're not like I, I'll get fully rested and maybe not even fully rested, but it's just like 
you know what you got to you got to make sure you're ready to go because you never know which mm-hmm. moment the most important moment of your life's going to happen you not, might meet the future ceo of a company you want to work for so you definitely got to make sure you're always prepared and i, I think uh to tie back into me my personal um life uh the gym the gym really yeah. is beneficial uh just to keep you healthy and strong and uh it, it, it keeps you in shape for for the endurance of it all so yeah yeah, I agree with the gym and, you know, also like for, for, for myself, I, I love going to the gym and also just like finding, finding ways to get outside. I love hiking yeah, um, yeah. or even if it's, I live right near uh, the water. So I like going close to the water and just, you know, disconnecting, you know, l- looking at the water and, you know, focusing on different things in nature. Um, But, you know, for, for you as well, in terms of content creation, like I'm curious of, you know, a few things that you wish that you knew before starting. Oof. Um, content creation. A uh, few things I wish I knew. Um, I think for for one, I wish I knew that in the beginning. Uh, sometimes that like like I kind of said, I perfect every video. Sometimes it can be it can be clean cut and it can be organized and structured, but it can be a simple back and forth of a cut and an edit mm-hmm. of the t- conversation. You don't have to add B roll. You don't have to add music. Right. Some of my most successful videos have just been. Me talking, then talking, me talking, then talking. And I've kind of gone uh, to notice that like you might put two hours into a video, but really it could have just been 20 minutes of you just doing yeah. slices. And, you know, you, I think it's just about evaluating what you have um, and more in the sense of the actual creation of the content. Um, I think I knew it from the beginning, but just make things that you like um, make you'll never go wrong that if you like what you're making and you love it, especially we're in sports, right? So if you love it as a fan, another fan's most likely going to like it. So if you go out there and just, just make stuff for you, the average fan, and that's all I am. I, I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just, a, I'm a Yankee fan with a microphone. That's, that's all it is. I'm a, I'm a fan myself going out there and I just have a microphone and it, it isn't about me. It's about what people give me. No one wants to watch me talk about the team for <laughs> hours and hours and uh, people I, i'm out there trying to find the funniest situations the most intelligent conversations to be had about baseball and it's just about you know knowing what your strengths are knowing what you can provide to the table and like i said i saw that there was an empty space for fans and our voices being heard and i went out there and i said okay i'm going to give the fans a voice and that's all it is when i give them the microphone it gives them a platform for us to be seen not just on Twitter, uh, you know, with our thoughts, because baseball Twitter is active. Baseball Twitter, yeah. there are communities, especially Red Sox. I know that yep. they are communities that stick together and they talk. But now we're actually able to see their faces and we're actually able to hear what they have to say. And there's no, uh, you know, there's no like hiding that. And especially mm-hmm. when we have crowds and crowds and crowds outside the stadium chanting names like it, I, I it, it gets recognized. So I, I think that's what it is. Just find uh you know find what isn't happening and i maybe in the beginning i could have noticed that a little bit more the first year nah, maybe first half year i did it because i think i could have even escalated it more from the very beginning if i just knew exactly but it, you learn you 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 kind of adapt to what i never thought it would turn into two thousand people in a crowd on the street chanting and going nuts i thought it was just gonna be questions so you adapt and you learn and you see what uh what's out there to be created sense. content creation yeah, it makes sense. And especially just keeping it simple and not overthinking it too, too much. Yep. Um, but just last thing for you is, uh, you know, th- thinking of yourself, 
um, you know, on before that February 28th date of 2016, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, man. Um, you're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. It's never as, as even now, I still the same person inside, right? You're still like, and I, I try to tell myself now, you're going to figure it out. Um, if you surround yourself around the right people, which I'm lucky, luckily I, I, I was raised by a great family that taught me the values of having the right people around you. And, um, my friends back then, I would just tell him now, like, just stick with them. And cause I did, and they, they have my back. Uh, they didn't care if I had a certain amount of followers on social media and stuff like that. They cared about me and they cared about having my back and uh, my best friends are still my friends for the last 10 years. So don't, don't sweat it. Um, if you're not cool now, and I think I don't know if your audience is younger, um, but uh, don't worry about being popular, being worry about being nice, uh, being respectful and genuine. And you can never go wrong. I never cared about being popular. I never cared about, uh, you know, you know, trying to do what was cool. I always knew what was the, th the right thing to do. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I attribute that to 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 how I was raised. And I'm lucky. But uh, just do the right thing. You, you'll never, ever go wrong. Uh, treating people the right way and uh you know i i I would just continue to stress that to 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 me you know there are moments in college you could kind of feel like man you know do i should i try and fit in and stuff like that and it, it's just it's if you're stick with the path that i guess that's what it boils down to just, you know you know what you have to do and just do it yeah just be yourself at the end of the day i, I remember so many <laughs> times in high school and college <laughs> I would I would stand for like 10 minutes in front of my closet trying to think of something that would help me fit in or be cool. Um, yeah. But I feel like as, as long as you know, you're a good person and you know, you love yourself, if, if you think that you're cool and you're being yourself and you surround yourself with people who think that you are cool, that's all that matters at the end of the day. You know, I, 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 I do a mental health group with, with uh, teens and I say to them like, after this next year, after they graduate, like nobody cares your popularity. No like that's cares. not going to help you get more money. Like nobody cares at all. Well, most of the time they're the ones stuck in high school. Yeah. And exactly. No, I, exactly. It, I think that it's true. It's just like, I, I, I guess like, I don't know if you watched the Bronx tale. I'm a Bronx uh, lover. So uh, Bronx tale, the, the film, he, uh, Sonny says in it, nobody cares. And he kind of fights that like, Oh, I care about you. But at the end of the day, he's right. Like, I mean, except the people that are right next to you, no one cares. Like, and, yeah. it, it, and it's not a bad thing, right? Like, like you should care about the people that you care about. And that's, you know, I, and I care about making sure I respect every single person out there. And I care my, my, my base is a little stronger because I care about every Yankee fan, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, it's, it's, you know, don't do anything to impress other people, impress yourself. Yeah. Completely agree, man. And really appreciate you taking the time today to not only, you know, speak about your story, but the lessons that you've had over like the last few years and also dig it into some of the mental stuff too. It was, it was really awesome talking with you. This is great. I appreciate it. And you got the voice of a broadcaster. If no one's ever told you that. 100%. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. And you know, where, where can anybody, uh, where can everybody find your stuff as well? Uh, the, Bro the Bronx Zoo uh, on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, on TikTok, if you type in the Bronx Zoo, my name pops up. It's Jake Kozak. Uh, so Jake Kozak on TikTok. I just started that account like in September of 21 and it took off. So I just kept it as Jake Kozak. So that's our TikTok. And then the Bronx Zoo on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and I guess threads, if anyone uses threads anymore. <laughs> 
Awesome, and it's not man. Twitter, it's, it's X, right? Sorry. X I'm, now, yeah. No, yeah. you're all good. Everybody make sure to go and follow him over there, especially you know as the offseason continues. Excited to see that content, and especially uh, <laughs> hopefully we can see some Red Sox-Yankees content next season where it's I'm actually hoping. like competitive. I'll be I'll be bashing the Red Sox, so it's all good. <laughs> awesome, man. Appreciate it. I hope that you did enjoy my conversation with Jake and were able to take something out of it to apply to your own life. That's honestly my goal of each and every single episode. If I'm able to show a guest or they're able to say something that's able to resonate with you to ultimately help you work on your own self or improve your own mental health or give you a different perspective on sports or just life in general. Uh, that's honestly the goal of this podcast. I love when other podcasts do that as well. And I'm able to take something out of it and able to use it in my own life. So I hope that you were able to do that with this episode. And if you want to hear more episodes just like this one, you can go over and check them out over on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I post bi-weekly and have tons of other great episodes already recorded, ready to be posted. So if you have not yet, make sure to subscribe so you get notified when those come out. And if you haven't yet, make sure to also follow Iggy Sports Talk over on Instagram. I post clips, updates, as well as some other videos that surrounding some of the deeper aspects of sports and other fun stuff as well. So greatly appreciate all the support that I've gotten, not only on the podcast, but just for Iggy Sports Talk in general over the last few months or so. It's honestly been incredible, and it means the absolute world to me. But as always, I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. I'll see you and talk to you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.